Welcome to Strange Talk. Hey, strangers. Welcome to the episode called The Haunting of Jackie Hernandez. So, without further ado, let's get into it. In November of 1988, Jackie Hernandez, pregnant with her second child and just after divorce, decided she needed some change in her life and moved into a small bungalow home on the south side of West 11th Street in San Pedro, California. Unfortunately for Jackie, this change isn't the one she expected. Soon after settling in, she began to feel as though there were a presence in the small home, as if her every move was constantly being watched. Jackie simply brushed it off and continued on with her life. Jackie began to notice that certain items from her home were either moved to another spot or just disappeared altogether. Jackie figured it was her oldest son, who was four at the time, maybe the one misplacing the objects, until one morning where she claims a pencil was thrown across the kitchen room into the adjacent hallway. Jackie decided to leave after that incident to her neighbor Susan's house to explain what's been going on with her neighbor just chalking it up to being all in her head or stress from work. The first big incident began one morning when Jackie was busy washing and cleaning her house. She just put a load to wash when she began to hear a thumping noise coming from the attic, which was located above her washer and dryer. Brushing it off, she started washing the dishes when the thumping noise became louder until she heard a loud crash. Jackie figured it was some animal that was probably causing all the noise and she decided to take a look in the attic. With her flashlight in hand, she climbed up her washer and removed the door cover and peered into the attic. She looked in each corner but saw no animal. Jackie claimed she saw a severed-like head that resembled an old man with sunken eyes flew in her direction. Jackie screamed. As she fell to the floor, she grabbed her son and went back to her neighbors for the rest of the day, explaining what had happened to her, even calling the police who did not quite believe her story. The next day, realizing she'll eventually have to return to her home, she did just that, but much to her surprise, nothing else happened. Jackie finally had some peace and quiet for a few months, that is, until her second child was born. A few months after her child was born, Jackie started to feel that old feeling of a presence in the house again. One evening, as Jackie was enjoying a movie in her living room, and her two children asleep in the room, she had this sudden urge to check on them. As Jackie walked down her hallway towards her children's room, what she saw next shocked her, as to her surprise she could see a skinny old man with sunken red eyes, sitting on her son's bottom bunk bed, staring at her. Jackie says he was wearing a red flannel shirt and denim suspenders, and stared with a hatred look on his face. Jackie screamed, and as she did, the skinny old man vanished. Jackie, in a panic, grabbed her two kids and ran to her neighbors for her safety once again, pleading with her neighbor Susan to come to her home to see what she saw. The neighbor agreed in hopes that it would calm Jackie down. Susan and Jackie both entered the home and was met with an awful putrid smell and snapping noises coming from the attic as if someone were snapping their fingers. Luckily, Susan had remembered she had seen a man on a TV show by the name of Dr. Barry Tath, who is a parapsychologist, and recommended Jackie give him a call. After speaking with Dr. Tath and explaining her urgency and how her two children were involved, Dr. Tath agreed to visit Jackie's home. Dr. Tath, along with his colleagues, 
Barry Conrad, and Jeff Wheatcraft entered Jackie's home to investigate the strange occurrences she claimed to experience. Upon entering the house, they were also met with the same putrefied stench that both Jackie and Susan had previously smelled. This time, the whole house smelled of death and decay. Dr. Tath and his colleagues decided to open the windows as to air out the house of the awful smell and prepared for their investigation. Dr. Taft asked Jackie to sit down as they were setting up equipment in her kitchen to ask a few preliminary questions. After about a few questions, they all heard a loud crash come from the attic. Jackie immediately stood up and showed them the attic. Jeff Wheatcraft and Barry Conrad removed the attic door and made their way up to investigate the noise. During this time, Jackie began telling Dr. Taft all the strange things happening during her time in the home. And it was at this moment that a strange ooze-like substance began to pour from the cupboard and walls. Dr. Taft collected a few samples of the strange ooze and tested it, and Taft determined it was blood as it had a high copper and iodine content. Dr. Taft questioned Jackie if she knew anything about it, but she claimed that she never knew what the liquid was, but as it happened before one night when she was in a kitchen making dinner. After speaking with Jackie, Dr. Taft decided it was time to leave and began packing up their equipment. Dr. Taft asked Jeff if he could go up into the attic and take some photographs of it. Barry Conrad accompanied Jeff. As Jeff and Barry were taking pictures in the attic, Jeff felt as though someone were behind him. He described it as though someone were standing right behind him and he felt a cold presence when he felt something or someone tear his camera from his hands and throw it across the room. Barry and Jeff made their way back down from the attic and Jeff's face was described as being pale white and shaking. Nothing more happened that night. On the evening of September 4th, Jackie called Barry Conrad and at around midnight, telling Barry that more activity began. It was becoming difficult to live in her home. Barry, Jeff, and Gary Bonham, an assistant photographer, quickly rushed to Jackie's home, ready to capture any activity in her home. This time, the crew were able to capture several small, sometimes large, corpuscular masses of light. Basically, these are small balls of light that are commonly known as orbs in the paranormal world. The lights would move from one area of the kitchen to the next and fade in and out. Jeff and Gary decided to head up into the attic to see if they could capture anything that could possibly explain what had previously happened to Jeff. After about a few minutes, they decided to head back down. As Barry made his way down, Jeff let out a gasp. Barry called out to Jeff, but was met with no answer, and took one photograph, and in that moment of the flash of light, Barry could see Jeff had been hung up on a rafter by someone or something. In that moment, Barry screamed for help. Jackie and Gary made their way towards the attic entrance and helped Jeff back down. Jeff's clothes were covered in dust and spiderwebs. He was confused as to what had happened to him. When Gary noticed a cord wrapped around his neck, Jeff regained his composure and said that when he was making his way back down, he felt the cord being wrapped around his neck and felt someone had yanked him up onto the rafter. Barry had to lift Jeff up in order to unhook the cord from a large nail it was hung on. That would be the last time Jeff would ever step foot in Jackie's home. Jackie would stay in her San Pedro home for several more months with activities still happening, ranging from random lights appearing throughout her home and claiming voices could be heard coming from the attic. She decided she had enough 
and decided to move from San Pedro to Kern County, which is a small rural area about 380 miles north of Los Angeles. Still, Jackie was not free from the paranormal happenings. Neighbors of Jackie would tell her if she had a guest staying over, as they claimed to have seen what looked like an old man walking around inside her new home. Jackie believed whatever was at her old home in San Pedro had followed her. This was enough for Jackie to call Barry to report what had been going on. Barry decided to come down bringing Jeff Wheatcraft along with his camera to capture anything that might occur. Jackie along with the neighbor, Barry and Jeff decided to conduct a seance to maybe speak with whatever was that seemed to have followed Jackie from her old home. They began by placing a Ouija board on the table and asked simple yes or no questions. The first question was are you a ghost? and the planchette slowly moved towards yes on the board. After a few more questions, they figured out that the spirit that had followed Jackie was the same one from her old home, and he told them that he had been murdered in the harbors of San Pedro. Barry asked if there were any more spirits with him, and to everyone's surprise, the ghost answered by saying, Phantoms fill the skies around you. Barry also asked the spirit why he had attacked Jeff that night in San Pedro. He replied with, resembled my killer. They then asked why he had targeted Jackie and her sons. The spirit said, energy. So they asked what kind of energy. Dead was the response the spirit gave. Whatever was communicating that night through the Ouija board had left. As the last thing it was said, I must go now, the sun cometh. Still, it seemed to want to make a lasting impression on them as Jeff Wheatcraft was shoved by some unknown force against the wall. Jeff recovered from his injuries, but his mental state was never the same. Jackie Hernandez moved several times, and with each time the activity would lessen more and more with each move, eventually to the point where it stopped altogether. Jackie Hernandez currently lives in Los Angeles and had put this whole ordeal behind her. To this day, the small bungalow home on 593 West 11th Street has seen many tenants come and go, some reporting hearing strange sounds coming from the dark and dusty attic. So that was the story of Jackie Hernandez and the ordeal she went through that made national TV actually uh, after he made before I think before he made the documentary um, called The Haunting of San Pedro, um, Barry and Dr. Tath were on national TV showing the evidence of what they got, but a lot of people didn't necessarily believe any of it. Kind of actually not that anybody believed, but there was a few believers but mainly the skeptics that said where's the evidence of the seance because there is no evidence whatsoever of the seance happening i'm sure it did happen but there's nothing that proved that what happened actually happened from what they said happened because they brought video equipment to capture the seance and everything but uh they said as soon as they got in there supposedly the spirit was messing <laughs> conveniently the spirit was messing with their camera equipment which kind of goes into why I don't really believe in spirits. It's just too much of a coincidence for the, for the equipment to supposedly not really work. 
Um, which is why, because me personally, I, I'll be honest with you, I'll believe it the day that I either get possessed by the devil or a demon, or I see a ghost, at least enough that warrants me to believe, like, okay, that I can't explain that and that shit's real. Because other than when I was a little kid, which you can't really believe shit like that when you're a little kid, because... You know, I, I've always heard the saying, my mother said this, I have other friends that believe in it, that, you know, kids are susceptible to that kind of energy and they get to see spirits. Okay, maybe, um, but I don't really believe that. I, I feel like it's just because we're a little kid, our minds are growing and we're constantly being fed information. So we tend to think and, and believe into those ideas. You know, that that's why I don't really necessarily believe them now as an adult. Like, why isn't that I haven't seen anything? Is it only because as a kid, they're just able to see the energy? And why is it only how convenient that it, you only see that stuff when you're a little kid that you can't really retain memories that much at that time and at that age? So I kind of don't really... That's why I don't really believe in spirits. I don't really believe that. I'll believe it the day that I truly see... A fucking ghost, a spirit, even if, like, if it comes at me or something, I'll, I'll just believe it. That's the time that I believe it, which is why eventually I want to get to the point where I do a whole episode where I'm actually roaming around a supposed haunted place, whether it be an abandoned place or a field, anywhere. I, that's the only time I'll believe it because I want, like, true evidence, which is, this is why I started the podcast. I started it because... One, just to have fun with it, just to do something, uh, because, you know, even, because my father passed away, okay, um, I'm still kind of reeling from that, it's really hard, and, and I think that's why we, as, you know, people just, we want to believe that there's spirits, because I feel like that's just a way for people to just kind of accept death, to, to find comfort in the fact that, you know, when we die, that's not it. That's not the end. That's only a, like they, that saying goes, you know, that's just the beginning of another journey. It's just a chapter that ended, but you're going to start a new chapter of the afterlife, which is why I believe so many people buy into that idea or believe in that. And if you do believe in that, that's fine. I'm not trying to offend you. I'm not trying to say that you're wrong and I'm right. No, that's not what I'm trying to say. I'm just saying that I personally don't believe that there is an afterlife. I don't believe that when you die, you become a spirit that whether you're a vengeful spirit or you're a spirit that just is peaceful and just, you know, watches your children. I think we just like to believe in that idea because it's comforting. We find solace in knowing that it's not just, you know, just like bleak and nothing. Because that's truly what I believe is it's not that it's nothing. It's just that we're all made up of atoms and energy. Okay. I hate to sound like one of those like spiritual guys, but I just feel that we're all made up of energy and eventually when our time comes, we just come go back into the world, if that kind of speaks. I hate to say, sound like such a fucking hippie, but <laughs> that's kind of what I believe because we're all made up of atoms and energy and and atoms cannot, like, disappear. You're, you're, they're always constant. There's energy. And whether it is that we go back into the earth or we go back into space whatever it is i just feel that that's the constant thing whether we become a star i guess so to speak because you have that energy and it simply just gets recycled into whatever energy you know that just keeps existing energy never stops existing is what i'm saying so that's what i kind of feel it's just that you're not really conscience caught conscience god damn it (laughs) to 
feel that, you know, because you don't have your human body, so you don't actually feel that or see that. It's just, unless you do, but none of us know that answer because when you die, that's it. Whether there is an afterlife, whether there is something, that's it. And I think that's why people believe so strongly in spirits because we want to believe that that's not it. That some type of us continues, which is why, you know, they're starting to do that whole upload your conscience. But that goes into a whole other topic, you know, that it could be an episode of its own because how the, like, is that really still you? If, if you're being, if you're technically uploaded into the consciousness of a computer or a robot, is that really still you? Because it's not, at least I don't think so. So, you know, that's why. So I, like I said earlier, going back, I started this podcast because I don't believe in ghosts and spirits. And I eventually want to get to the point where I actually do a whole episode where I go to a place, whether it be a home or an abandoned place, to, to just look for evidence. And I think that would be a pretty interesting one. I would hope to, you know, maybe have started a YouTube, maybe do a live, you know, taping of it. And... and I think that would be pretty awesome, especially if something were to happen. And at least I, if you know people join in and actually watch it, and something were to happen to me and I die, at least you guys know what happened to me. <laughs> at least I have record of it. But yeah, that's the story of uh, Jackie Hernandez, and I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, also, um, I want to give credit to if you enjoyed the music in that particular in this particular episode it was provided by um purpleplanet.com so if you enjoy that music most of their music is free you can go ahead and check out that website purpleplanet.com that is purpleplanet.com and they have a lot of you know cool music so if you if you have a podcast or if you have a movie that you're working on or a youtube channel a lot of their music is actually pretty good i really enjoyed it i like this particular song i think it went pretty well with um the theme of today's episode so you know go ahead and check them out that's purpleplanet.com i will also be um linking that in the description of this episode also i'm also on i'm also on social media i can't fucking talk right now but i'm also on social media at strange podcasts you can find me on instagram at strange podcast if you want to message me on there you feel free to do so you can also message me at strange talk podcast at outlook.com and send me an email, you know, if you want to talk to me, just give me a personal story that you have because I'd be interested. I, I do plan on getting more stories. I only have a few that are people are willing to talk to me. I have a few of them, but I want to mesh them together and do one episode just dedicated to the listeners and tell their stories that they've experienced, what they believe they experience. If you do believe in spirits, if you don't, whatever, just if you want to talk to me, go ahead and talk to me. I want people to talk to me. Um, and give me more stories but I have a few stories from people that have said hey this is what I believe or this is what I've experienced and I want to do a whole episode dedicated to you guys the listeners because without you this show would not be what it is right now and I'm surprised because I honestly did not think that anybody would care to listen to my voice care to listen to the stories that I brought but I'm doing them anyways you know and I'm enjoying it and you know going back to you know how my father passed away because I have talked about it in previous episodes but I am still kind of like um, dealing with that. It's it's very hard. I know my mother is dealing with it the hardest out of all of us. But we all are in our own pain. And this is why I do the podcast. I kind of just, you know, just push myself, just dive into it and just keep myself preoccupied with it. Because it's better to keep myself productive in the sense of doing the podcast than to just be constantly depressed. You know, there are my times where I get really down and I just start thinking about things, things I could have said, things I should have done, things I could have done. 
but you can't you can't comp you can't keep sinking into that feeling because if you do you can just get stuck there for a while and it's very hard to get out of it so that's why i do this i do this because i enjoy it and i do it in the hopes that you guys enjoy it and i do it to just keep myself busy and to keep going so again i appreciate you guys listening to it i appreciate everybody who's followed me on instagram on my social media i will be doing a giveaway soon because I already announced that I'm going to be doing a giveaway once I hit a certain goal, which I, which I did. So I appreciate you guys, each and every one of you, especially the ones that take the time to listen to the episode and actually listen to it all the way through. I appreciate all of you. Also, I activated listener support. So if you guys are enjoying this somewhat and you guys feel it's necessary and you guys want to help me out, go ahead. You can donate to me. You can donate to me through anchor.fm slash forward slash strange talk. That's where you can find me. Just hit that link and donate whatever you feel I deserve. Even if it's a dollar, it doesn't matter. It helps me out because I do eventually want to buy better equipment. And that's the only way you guys can help me out. And if you want to be a part of it and you want to help me out, just, you know, go ahead and do that. And like, again, I said, you guys can follow me at strange talk podcast on Instagram you can send me messages through there or you can email me personally if you want to be more personal. You can email me at strangetalkpodcast at outlook.com. So thank you again. And as always, stay strange.